And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. Dedicating her career to supporting success for clients through storytelling, Audrey Vandenbroek is a VP at Issue, the world's largest digital publishing and discovery platform and official partner of Awareness Ties. With every discussion and directive, she supports the stories that shape our world with a purpose and passion to elevate engagement through storytelling. Audrey helps make stories go. When it comes to storytelling, there are many parts and pieces from creation to consumption. There are a number of steps to speak and to be heard. But in every step along the way, there is an emotional experience that you, Audrey, believe drives that connection within the communication. Do you feel the ability to embody emotion is then the superpower of storytelling? I mean, I definitely believe that a superpower of storytelling revolves around embodying emotion because the fact of the matter is the written word is done with intent. It is done on purpose. You know, as a reader, you're reading something that the author wrote with the intention of being read. And when you analyze a story, you try to find a meaning for that story. You make a claim about the story's meaning, but others will make different or the same claims about the meaning, which is the true beauty in the storytelling. It's open to interpretation, which is why, you know, it opens up all the feelings that the reader chooses to succumb to. And that's why storytelling is so powerful. It's, yeah. it's up to each individual to interpret it as they will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, certainly spot on. Uh, you know, let's, um, I, I wanna get really personal really quick of all the emotional connections with content that you've had in your life, what is one or two of the most memorable? Is there a story or two that stands out? What's something that you will never forget? You know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and I was at a very low point in my mental state. I was exhausted. Um, and traditionally, there's this meme or a comic strip, but again, it's a form of storytelling that sits and resonates with me. It's, it's a comic strip of a stick figure who at the beginning of their day is super happy and is just loving life and woke up just so happy. And as that stick figure left the house and encountered another stick figure along their way, that particular stick figure was in an emotional distress. They were having a bad day. The happy stick figure consoled this distressed stick figure and while consoling, ended up alleviating some of that stress away from the one that was already hurting. And in this comic strip or this meme, you can see that the stick figure is starting to change color because they are sucking in the stresses and the emotion of the person the stick figure they just encountered. And as the comic strip for the meme continues on, each stick figure that this original happy figure encountered 
took on the stresses of every figure it encountered. And in a way that is relatable to me because as a mom, as a manager at my workplace, as a coach for my kids' teams, as a daughter, as a sister, you know, and as a wife, there is this instinct to want to take care of everyone that you encounter throughout your day. And for me, who is a self-proclaimed empath, I feel those feelings and I carry those feelings with me. And it's hard for me to release for others to help me. And so as I sat there a couple of weeks ago telling you of how just tired I was, I can't, I couldn't help but think of this particular story that I had seen in by way of this comic strip or meme. And I think about it all, all the time and I reflect on it all the time. And I try to proactively think of different ways to still be there for those I care about or even those that I don't know very well to help without having to carry that weight. It's something I practice every day. I haven't perfected it, but I practice every day to try to find my grounding. That one story is just a reality check of how deeply connected I was to that specific story. Someone drew that, wrote that, crafted that with an intent. And, you know, that is a definition of embodying emotion. It just, it just resonated, piercing almost into the heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there's another story um, that sits, you know, near and dear to my heart. And it actually came um, from one of the editions that you put out a couple of months ago. It's the from the human edition. It's a story with Charlotte Alexandra. She's the CEO of 1111. She talked about her struggles with an in, invisible disability of endometriosis. And when I, you know, flipped through, you know, the reader to take a look at what articles were published in the human edition at the time, I stopped that, that one because endometriosis was just large and it caught my eye. And I said, oh, I want to read this one. And for her to come out and to tell her story about how she just felt, you know, ashamed and felt like she was alone and wanted to be quiet about the situation because she didn't feel that others were talking about it like for her to talk about her story with you and for you to put that in print right it gives others like myself that hope and that motivation to encourage others to want to talk about it without fear of being the topic at the dinner table right there's this negative stigma about it and I didn't feel like that when I read her story. I felt like, okay, if people also knew that, you know, a woman like myself can also experience something that another woman across the country is experiencing, it will encourage folks to also speak up and realize they're not alone. And so, you know, personally having that affect me while trying to conceive, you know, I, I thank, Charlotte for sharing her story because in a way I'm more comfortable accepting and knowing that I went through that process and I hope others will too. Mm-hmm. The power of a story. I tell you, it's, it's, uh, it's real. Thank you for sharing both of those examples. They're so different and so powerful. Um, you know, I'd like to explore the form 
and function of storytelling now. So the format of our stories is bound only by our creativity and the functionality to serve our stories to an audience was once bound only by print in pages, but now it's digitally packaged in pixels. Stories once only held and touched in physical books are now held on digital screens. And while the story still touches, the experience is quite different. Uh, at issue with was our official partner. Um, you, Audrey, our official partner with Purpose. With your digital publications, how have you been able to preserve those desired qualities, that experience that you get with a printed publication? Yeah, I mean, here at Issue, preservation of the qualities that bring print to life is important to us. When content is being uploaded to our platform, we still want readers and audiences to be able to pick up something tangible and flip through it as if it were a print document. Granted, it's now in a tablet form or mobile device form. We wanted to adhere to the integrity of the content that was being produced because it takes time and we didn't want to jeopardize, you know, the content quality, the look or the feel. We still wanted the words to come across on these devices as if they would come off off of print and you know we we try to adhere to and respect all of our content creators vision when it's transformed into a digital version from their print version mm -hmm. and hopefully we do it justice um and we again recognize that storytelling is the best way to effectively transfer knowledge or information from one great mind to another so we aim to make it accessible and readable for everyone across the globe on whatever device it is they're reading it on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and I will say that you do a beautiful job, which is why we are so proudly partnered with you um, since since day one. Um, and like I shared with you the other day, it's, you know, issue is, is part of our DNA and mm -hmm. it truly is. And, you know, so we got, so we got personal a moment ago. I want to get a bit more technical um, so while there are print properties preserved, there are also digital advances, disruptions that you've made. And so I'd like for you to sh just share some of those features and functionality that Issue is able to deliver in a way that really enhances the storytelling experience. Yeah, so as mentioned earlier, we're making the effort to provide access to all types of digital stories or you know, content to readers on all types of devices through all types of digital forums like social media and email marketing, and to some degree through ad generation on the issue platform, an effort to reach readers and audiences across the world. Within that content though, you can make it more enticing and engaging by uploading video and creating links um, so that you could link out to other resources that are relatable to the content that you're reading. Um, we just want to be able to put it in the hands of people who may be busy, who may have the time to actually pick up, um, you know, a book or a magazine or a catalog to read. Accessibility is important to us. And so every day we're working toward making those advancements to enhance you know, a digital version of, of someone's content. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Well, again, you're doing an amazing job and um, it's been such an honor and such a privilege to be on this journey together with you. Um, you know, so, okay, so I want to flip back to getting personal again. Um, <laughs> I like flipping around. Um, there are stories that we want seen and heard by the world. We want them shouted for society to see them, hear them, and then change because of them. And then there are stories we want to whisper to our children, not to convert them, but to comfort them. Uh, as a mother of two, what are two bedtime stories that you most enjoy reading with them? Our all-time favorite, um, bringing it back way old school, it's a book that Sesame Street actually produced. It's called Just One You. So my children are of mixed race. They have a European last name, but they look Asian, but they're growing up here in America. And so it's important for their dad and I to have them understand that they are uniquely perfect just the way they are because no one's ever gonna look like them. No one's ever going to sound like them. And I want them to always feel confident in their bodies. I want them to know that it's okay to be different because being different is what makes them them. And as they grow into hopefully kind adults, you know, they will instill this in the next generation that follow after them, right? Um, we're all not made to look the same and to act the same and to have the same skill sets um, as everyone else. But that is truly what makes us who we are and unique. And so we read that book maybe, you know, a couple times a month just as a gentle reminder that it's okay to be you and it's okay to rock being you and to embrace it because mm -hmm. there's no one else like them. I love that. I love that. So that's one book that we definitely all need to have on our shelves for our children and for ourselves as adults. Sometimes adults even need that reminder. Yeah. Yeah. How about the second one? What's what's number two on your list that you like? Oh, to this book I received when I was pregnant, I received it as a gift. Um, I believe from my mother-in-law, actually. It's called I Love You to the Moon and Back by Amelia Hepworth. And, you know, the the tone of the story and the general message of that story is feeling what healthy love should look like and feel like and you know talk about embodying emotion right whenever there is a conversation at home a teachable moment even one of those silent moments that are so often rare or so rare actually our playful moments and even the obnoxious moments when you're just kind of like, ah, <laughs> give me peace and quiet. All emotions are rooted from a profound love, right? That their dad and I have for them. And although not every day is perfect with them, they are reminded profusely how much they are loved. And each opportunity with them is a learning experience about how we can express that love. And I think I love you to the moon and back, you know, easily summarizes at their level of understanding and, and um, comprehension that no matter what happens, good, bad, they're always going to be loved by their dad and I. Um, and so, you know, 
between that and just one you, those will be two books that I cherish with them and hopefully they cherish it too. Mm, that is that is awesome. Well, thank you for sharing those, um, those stories, those recommendations, um, because wow, beautiful, beautiful stories. Um, Thank you for sharing with us from a very personal space and professional space as well. Um, it helps all of us become a bit more aware now. Thank you so much for taking this time. And thank you for being an amazing kick-ass partner that you are because <laughs> rock it like you do. And we love to rock it with you. Thank you for being part of our DNA. And we love you to the moon and back. And just thank you so much, Audrey. Thank you. It is my pleasure. Thank you, Allie. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.